The following podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash WrestleMediaCA. Like what you hear? Want more of it ad-free, uncensored, and earlier? Sign up today at Patreon.com slash WrestleMediaCA and start getting more for as little as $2 a month. Welcome to the Wrestling Show, part of WrestleMedia, where everything is wrestling and wrestling is everything. I'm at Adam Kota. That's at Matthew Sucre. Matt, what's going on this week? Uh, did you happen to catch WWE's latest offering, Clash of Champions, on Sunday? I caught some of the things that happened. I haven't been able to sit down and watch all of the entire pay per view, but I did see some highlights here and there um w twitter is actually pretty good at uh combining tweets with videos and highlights of kind of what's going on as it's happening so then the very next day if you just go to WWE's twitter feed you kind of get a feel of how the overall pay-per-view went yeah their social media feed is pretty awesome as is ours if you're not connected to us yet on social media Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Search for at WrestleMediaCA. Matt, if you don't mind, I'd like to just spend a minute or two talking about this past weekend. Uh, Danny from The Lasting Mark and I went down to Cornwall for Seaway Valley Wrestling. It's the first time we've ever been there. And I got to tell you, man, I had an awesome time. These guys really have been putting in the money uh, into this product. And you can tell the production values are top notch Two large video screens. So every wrestler on the show had a Titan Tron. Uh, very cool set. Uh, the lighting was great. The venue was absolutely gorgeous. They set up shop at this place called the Navi center. And it's like this hotel fitness center, yeah, I think there was a medical facility in there somewhere. I'm pretty sure the United Nations meets there in Cornwall whenever they're in town. <laughs> Sounds like it. Very swanky digs. It was really cool. If they cool. don't, they should go. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the venue was pretty awesome. Uh, I loved it a lot. I actually half considered just foregoing the only 90-minute drive back to Ottawa that night and instead getting a room because the place <laughs> was so nice. I was like, I just might want to stay here. Um, I want to just talk about how the management were really cool to us. They invited us to come out and represent WrestleMedia at the event. Big shout out to the promoters of uh, Seaway Valley Wrestling. But I also wanted to say what a great time I had watching a lot of the East Coast talent who came out. A lot of Maritimer wrestlers uh, came down, made the trip for some special appearances. I got to tell you, Matt, that area right now is kind of a great area to be watching when it comes to new talent coming out of Canada because those East Coasters are killing it right now. I actually talk about this a little bit more in our weekly newsletter, the latest edition of it, which came out on Sunday. If you haven't yet subscribed to our newsletter, please do so. You can subscribe for free over at WrestleMedia.ca. Every week we send out our newsletter, giving you kind of the highlights of what's been happening in the world of WrestleMedia this week, and that certainly was one for me. I'm also very excited about the person that I got to talk to at the event. I actually got to t- talk to several people, but one in particular coming out of the Maritimes is Lil Blay. Uh, this is one of the more fascinating interviews that I've ever got the chance to do, Matt. Um, Lil Blay has had a very interesting life and a very, and just as interesting life on the independent circuit in wrestling as well. Cause it feels like 
about six months ago, he kind of had a little bit of a rebirth as Lil Blay. We talk a lot about different stuff, his his home life growing up, his influences, uh, doing the damn dance, which has become a big thing with him over the course of the last six months. Um, he's a very fascinating person. I'll say this. I hope it's not the last time he comes on the show because I would just love to sit down and talk philosophy with the guy. He has a very interesting outlook on life and, uh, he's been one of the more captivating interviews that I've ever done for the wrestling show. So make sure that you guys are sticking around for that interview coming up in just a few minutes, which is pretty bold considering you've had Mick Foley on the show. Yes. You've had DDP on the show. Yes. You've had... Um, a host. Uh, uh, you had Madison Rain on Women, Women Crush, Crush, Crush Wrestling. You yep. had Vicky Guerrero on Women's Crush Wrestling. We've had. So there's been quite a few star-studded interviewees throughout the history of this network. But you also have had some really intricate and um, in-depth interviews with, uh, like last week, Tyler. Tyler Turbo. Um, Turva. I was going to say Truva, but I was like, I don't think it's Truva. <laughs> that sounds like a sweetener, like an artificial sweetener. <laughs> yeah. And that if could you be one of his new, uh, one of his new gimmicks, if you ask Tyler, I'm sure the he'd tell you that sweetener. he is as sweet as some sort of artificial, artificial sweetener. Although he'd also say there ain't nothing artificial about him. So, you know, there's something there. That, exactly. There's yeah, something uh, you could work with. There needs a little, needs to work the kinks out a little bit, but you can work with that. I think. His stories was fascinating to listen to you uh, talk about it two weeks ago. It was great to hear. I, I have met so many interesting people doing this, and I hope to meet even more. But if you want to talk interesting, you got to talk Lil Blay. Uh, you know, you talked about DDP, you know, Mick Foley. I'll say this. Little Blay's story has the philosophy and the positivity of Diamond Dallas Page with Mick Foley's history with fire. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. That's all you need to hear. This house is on fire and that's a good thing. You know, what's scary. You are actually far off. You are so close to the truth. It is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of frightening. Uh, but also, well, I can't but, wait then. but also enlightening, uh, very much like, <laughs> much like little Blay himself, frightening, but enlightening. That's, you know, that there, there's a t-shirt for you, Blay. That one's for you. Um, this was a great interview. I can't wait for all you to hear it. So let's not put it off any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the wrestling show. Lil Blay. All right, homie. What's good? What's good? What's good? So you're from the East Coast. That's what's good. Oh, yeah, I am. East Coast is my home base, homie. I've been all up and down that, homie. There ain't a place in the East Coast that I haven't wrestled. Maybe Labrador, but. Where you, where you from originally? Windsor, Nova Scotia. What's the best thing about living in Windsor, Nova Scotia? Leaving Windsor. <laughs> what, okay, what's what's the least best thing about living in Windsor, Nova Scotia? Meat. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a heel all your life? Oh, you see, my actions are heel. My, 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 my meanings are face, but my actions are heel. You know what I'm saying? Your intentions are good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, that ain't the, always the way it turns out, like... You got to get groceries. Let's say, for example, back when I was like, mm, let's say 14, I would walk in the superstore, fill up a grocery cart full of groceries, and then go take them back to people who couldn't afford groceries, and I sell them all them groceries for like 40 bucks. 
that was a bad decision because it ended up like bad for me. But I was helping those people out. You know what I'm saying? Little black. Which game? Let's go. You like Canadian Robin Hood? What? Robin from the rich, steal, giving give the poor. Oh yeah, bro. I was I was the real deal Robin Hood. You know what I'm saying? Like that happened. <laughs> uh, did you did your family like struggle when you were growing up? Like did you guys not oh, have a lot of money or? Oh well, you see, like by the time I hit like middle school, my house had burnt down twice. You what? Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? How did that happen? Well, one time my little brother tried to open up a stove, and oh. uh, yep, that happened. And then another time. I had too much stuff plugged into a wall, so uh, everybody, trailers are flammable, you know what I'm saying? Jeez. <laughs> well, you know, clearly it's stuff that's molded you, though, made you stronger. In the oh, world. yeah, that's people when, like, stuff bothering people, but, like, what, 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 what really bothers you? Why are you really bothered by anything? Like, what, what is it that's actually bothering you? What, you have a bad day? What, you stubbed your toe? What, you late for work? You, st- you still got a job, don't you? I just got all kinds of reasons not to be upset. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know once you lose everything and then get it back and lose everything, what's anything even worth? You know what I'm saying? Do you find, like, that helps you, motivates you in a way that this idea that, like, you've been through real hardships, so, ah, whatever happens to me today can't be that bad? Oh, buddy, like, I got the mind that I wish everybody could have my mind, my state of mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can know all kinds of people, but, like, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that, and, like, I having, like, a lot of people have anxiety, and, like, I... I've never, never experienced anything like that. Like I see, I see in a black and white, but in a positive, in a very positive way. Hey, Dino, he's leaving. He's leaving. But I see everything in a very positive, black and white, black and white kind of manner. Like there's just no reason to be upset. What, what reason are you really upset for? What does things really cost? So then you like really think about like the worth of what's actually worth. What's actually worth something and what actually isn't worth anything? You know what I'm saying? Like objects are objects are inanimate objects. You know what I'm saying? What's an object? Like maybe it can have sentimental value, but most objects are just objects. You know what I'm saying? Are you like just because I'm curious? Because listening to you talk, it's awesome. Like I love the philosophy you're throwing out there. Are you a philosophy guy or a religious person, or are you just kind of <laughs> like a like? This is just kind of my personal experiences, and my and they've influenced your outlook. Kind That's of just how I how I see life. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't believe in like I don't go to church. I actually, yeah, I don't go to. I don't believe. I'm very. I guess atheist. I guess you could call me that. Like I'm not going to church. Like I, I know I, this is a podcast, so I know this is going up. So like I'll watch my mouth, but like, <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe in like a singular gimmick. I just know that like. It's way better to go through life on a positive note than it is negative. But there's a lot of like negativity in the world, and the only way to like counteract negativity is to be positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually, the positive will overtake the negative, and la di da. So you just gotta like be like on. You gotta be on your grind all the time, and like be where you gotta be. I will say this: the fact that you referred to religions as a gimmick makes you one of the my favorite interviews I've ever done on this show. So, <laughs> oh, awesome. buddy, <laughs> I, I got in a. I, I was I was driving the other day, and uh, I was going to the uh, going to get some food with this lady, and uh, she was going on about her religious beliefs. And I was like, all right, I will see your point of views. I will understand. Like, tell me what your point of view is. And she started going on about Illuminati and, like, all this and that. And I was like, okay, I understand that. I don't agree with this. Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, you know, I was really trying to hear her out. And then uh, she's like, well, what do you believe in? I looked at her. I was like, 
I believe in myself. I was like, I believe that I, if I believe in myself, then like I will take myself places. Like you got you got belief in this guy. Well, my belief is in me. I was like, I will give myself opportunities. I will like feed me. I will give me my own bread. And you know what this lady told me? She's like, oh, pfft. oh, pfft. that's oh, come on. <laughs> I looked at her. I was like, I just listened. Hey, see you later. Thanks for helping with the ring. <coughs> I was like. I just listened to your gimmick I go on about, like, all this stuff, and then you want to, like, put down as soon as, like, put me down as soon as I tell you what my st- gimmick is? Like, man. And you know what? I, I mean, I think it is, an, it is important to believe in yourself, like, because you got to be – it's got to start from within. It's got to start from you, right? If no one else is going to believe in you, you got to believe in you first. Well, well no one else is going to be- – if you don't believe in you, why the hell should anybody else believe in you? Like, no, it's yeah, a good yeah, way to yeah, look at it. Buy this chocolate bar. Do you eat that chocolate bar? Well, no. Well, then why am I buying it from you? Hey man, you know you talked about being a positive influence recently on your social media. At the time of this recording, you posted a video of a bunch of little kids doing your entrance, and it had a real profound effect on you. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh oh yeah 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 yeah. So when I was in Taco Fest, when I went up to Crossbody for Taco Fest, we did like that uh, like two shows in a day or something like that. It was at the same place, and we did like I don't know if it was two or three or something like that. And like I did. introduced myself and these kids must have been there the whole time because uh no they went to the friday show they went to the saturday show and they went to the sunday show and we wrestled twice on saturday and sunday so that they these kids heard my gimmick so there's a video of them on the street saying my introduction and like it made me go like two ways because one well my gimmick clearly is not 100 percent pg <laughs> But like, I don't know. You kept it pretty clean for the kids tonight. Uh, yeah, good. tonight I did. Tonight I did. <laughs> well, Not so much at Taco Fest. Well, it wasn't like the gimmick. I was like, I guess what the only thing I felt bad is that they, these kids were like, I was I, when I come out, I say I weigh in 185 bags of white trash. Why? Because we know why that's funny. But like, oh, trailer park trailer trash. Man, my trailer burnt down three times. Man, I was like king of the trailers. Like what? 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 Right. <laughs> so like. So like I, I think got, it's very clever because you know bags of garbage like yeah, trash it's I, like, the weight it's, it's, it's Shrek clever yeah it's Shrek clever you know what I'm saying like it's a uh, so like it it made what's the word I'm looking for it, it took you back to like uh, think about like how people are actually seeing you and like take you back to like when you were uh, when you were that kid going to the show like my parents my parents wouldn't let let me go to shows they wouldn't let me listen to rap music either so like <laughs> so they kind of missed the boat on both of those accounts eh? <laughs> but I guess I think that kind of is a natural thing right when you're a kid your parents tell you ah, don't do something your first instinct is I gotta rebel and like you know oh, buddy, show I was their the own worst. I was the that was my gimmick that was my gimmick <laughs> when I was a kid but like oh you told me not to watch watch Watch. So, so who was that for you when you were watching wrestling? Like, who was that person that you saw and was like, ah, oh, that's me, or I get that, or that I got a connection with that person? Uh, well, funny enough, it all depends on how you look at it because you know how, like, every d- different, different. Y- Different people have different influences on everybody. Like, everybody's a fingerprint on everybody's life, and every fingerprint is a snowflake, and every snowflake is different, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, I guess, like, 
I had a couple influences that I'm glad if I, d- I did have them, like wrestling. We have to like have wrestling to have wrestling for the future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. I never seen wrestling come to my town, I never would have believed that it existed outside of WWE. But like, I remember when I was a kid, my favorites were the Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, and Mankind. I liked the Undertaker because the gimmick was the best thing in the world. I liked Rey Mysterio because he did all this flash, flashy stuff, and I liked Mankind because he got thrown off of a hell in the cell. And you can't tell me that's not fake. You can't. That's not. Well, you can't. You can't fake that. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. So mankind was real. Rey Mysterio was flashy, and you believed in the Undertaker. So like those three elements, you know, like those are the elements what I try to like, what I enjoy in wrestling. You know what I'm saying? But like when I was, uh, when I was a kid. Uh, wrestling came to my hometown in like Windsor, and it was there was a flaming tables match between. Uh, X-Ray Kyle Cruz and Dice and then Chris Hamrick versus Dice and Sidewalk Sam and Kyle Cruz put Sidewalk Sam through the flaming table and I was like I'm going to be a wrestler <laughs> I wanted to be a wrestler so bad that I thought the ring announcer was he was all he was the only guy dressed up so I was like I walked up to Kirk Starrett and I was like so you must be Vince McMahon of this thing huh and he's like, well, no, not really. Well, that's that guy. I was like, well, I'm going to be a wrestler when I grow up, and you're going to train me. And he's like, well, you want to go talk to that guy over there? And he'd point me to X-Ray Kyle Cruz. So I went up to X-Ray Kyle Cruz, and I was like, you're going to train me how to be a wrestler when I grow up. He's like, yeah, when you get older, dude, like, come see me. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like seven. <laughs> Fast forward ten years. Fast forward ten years, and like... <laughs> a lot of ha- stuff happens in 10 years So then I flip on uh, Kijiji I went on Kijiji dude I just sat down at a computer one day My dad was watching the Macho Man Randy Savage documentary on Netflix And I was like I'm gonna do I'm a- One day I was just like I'm gonna be productive today So I typed in wrestling schools And what did I find But X-Ray Kyle Cruz Had a wrestling <laughs> school in Dartmouth It's like fate like you were yeah. destined, it was like destiny. Like you were meant to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, boom, bang, and then like that was in like 2013. It's come a long way since then. Yeah. Six years, <laughs> six years later. Here you are. Have you had a chance to go through a flaming table yet? No, I have not. I have I, bookers. If you're listening, <laughs> I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Give me a ladder or something. So obviously, hip hop's a big influence for you as well. So kind of tell us where that kind of started and, and how it influenced Obviously, it's a huge influence on your how did it start? what you put out there. How did it start? Uh, see, uh, see, my brother always listened to music, and I wasn't allowed to hang out with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do all the stuff I wasn't You really allowed. were a rebel. <laughs> I was the worst kind of rebel. Like, you can't... You can't go uh, through school being all messed up. Oh, yeah, watch me. <laughs> There's a reason they call it high school. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, my brother always listened to like rap music and Tupac and stuff like that. He was a huge Tupac mark. Huge Tupac mark. Right. And so was my sister. And so uh, I remember they're like, yeah, you can't listen to that music. They swear. They swear <laughs> that music. You're not allowed to listen to it. I was like, come on. Come on, what is this? And then uh, I remember... Was your family really conservative growing up? I don't... I don't know if they're conservative, because I don't really know what that means, but uh, but <laughs> I was slightly sheltered, I guess. Okay, that makes... That's that's fair. Uh, bro, I, was, I lived out in the middle of 
but hell nowhere like that. I had farms on every side of my house, and in the back behind my house, there's acres and acres and acres of like woods, bro. Like, like way out there. So anyway, yeah, my I wasn't allowed to listen to music, and one time I I think I lo- heard "Lose Yourself." Oh, okay, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I gave my brother my MP3, and he like went over to his mom's house. We didn't have the same mom, and like he came back and he gave it to me, and I was like, oh, had like hit him up on it, and like a bunch of like sweet old school songs, and uh, good to see you, uh, and yeah, so then I got into it, and then like I really liked, uh, I I didn't really get my own taste of music till I was like fifteen or sixteen, like because I don't know, I wasn't allowed on the internet, so like I had no, my parents listened to certain stuff and. I don't know. I wanted to get my own identity of what, what kind of music I liked, and now like I made a CD. <laughs> Tell us about that then. So you've actually done some rapping yourself? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it. Uh, I was so. Uh, you ever watch matches and uh, they have their entrance music? Yeah. And YouTube changes the song now. That's right. There's copyright. There's copyright. Yeah. Baloney. Well, like, I guess people got to get paid. Whatever. So, like, uh, I was like, when we were starting to do this gimmick, I was like, well, the only way we're going to do this this gimmick is if we do this gimmick 110%, like, all the way. Like, you got to commit. And I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, man, I'll do whatever. Do whatever. So, I was like, all right, uh, I'm going to make my own entrance music. It's like, it's only, it's only, that's how you got, that's how it's got to be done. So then we made the entrance music, and I was like, this is this is fun. Like I enjoyed it. Like in the booth with with my buddy Matt Gates or Gummy or whatever the hell you want to call him, and uh, he went to school for it. Like I went to wrestle to school after or during like after high school or whatever, and he got a diploma at like Da Vinci College where I wanted to go like for a film course. Anyway, yeah, he learned how to make beats, and we went over there and we made the entrance song, and yeah, now uh, we we got a whole CD done. We're just waiting uh, to put it on a format. Oh, so you got, it hasn't been like officially released yet? We got one song out. It's called uh, Trying to Be Like Dukes. Okay, great. Where can they? Where can people find that? Uh, you can find that song on YouTube right now. It's uh, you featuring Polished Flow from New Brunswick. Yeah. Do you feel like it's important for you to represent like the East Coast like in a, in a big way when you're out traveling in places like Ontario and stuff? Uh, well, like... It's... <sighs> It's not even that it, it's important to me to represent Maritimes and the East Coast, but it's just the fact that, like, how many people do you see coming out of the Maritimes? Who right now is signed to the WWE that is from Nova Scotia? No, you, you have a good point there. You're absolutely right. So, like, yeah, we got Sidney Crosby. We got Classified. We got the Trailer Park Boys. And I was like, I always compared it to, like, my hometown. I was like, what? Because I was like, I want to be, like, who else is? Nobody's famous from Windsor, Nova Scotia. You guys don't even know <laughs> Windsor, Nova Scotia exists until I told you. You all think that I'm talking about Windsor, Ontario. I'm not. So I was like, <laughs> there there are some people that I looked up to that I thought became something out of, like, town. Like this guy, Jim West, who, like, he's a good rap. Like, there's some people that can rap out a lot of Windsor, and it's pretty sweet. Like, we got... Pat Stay, I guess Pat Stay goes all over the place. He rap battles and like people like uh, 
Jay Jigashaw buzz it. He opens up for like every guy that comes in there. So like, I think that'd be sweet. I've always wanted to like put together a concert, but like, how many people are gonna come watch Little Blay rap? You know what I'm saying? You so, may be surprised though. I mean, look, you're influencing people surprised. clearly. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and it's it's great that you bring that up because I feel like right now it's a really cool time in wrestling. We're seeing a huge influx from the East Coast of wrestlers, guys like you and Dylan and uh, McRae and Kovey coming out and really representing for the East Coast. And I think that sooner rather than later, we are going to see someone from the East Coast get signed over to the, the, the Fed or AEW or Impact or some of the bigger names. So um, it's cool. Like, Do you think that there's a particular reason why right now there seems to be this giant influx and this interest in the East Coast? Yeah. You want to know what that reason's called? Yeah. Marcus Burke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Elaborate on that a little bit. Uh... All right. <clears throat> so, if you think about the Maritimes, what else have you seen come out of there? Who, uh, besides for like the new generation of people that you just mentioned, who else can you think of that's from the Maritimes that wrestled? Just like the guys like the Cowboy Bowles, Mike Hughes and, and, and uh, oh, St- is it Steel? I can't remember his yeah, name now. Those but, those, but those guys that had their own reality show for a while. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know those two. guys. So, those are like the last right. guys of. That from the Maritimes, like, go places. They're like, hey, you know what their names are now. Yeah. Exactly. You know what their names sure. are. Sure. So, uh, I guess, I guess Burke, Burke decided to, like, he went out and he, he went to places and, and stuff like that. And, uh, he decided, like, I don't know, he seen some stuff was trying to be, the stuff was being run and it was just being run by, like, some people that, like, didn't weren't running stuff properly and like like had all the tools and all the materials that everybody's got now to run the promotion that's big right now but they just weren't doing it the way it needed to be done and one day he's like hey let me try and then next thing you know we're gotten a show in halifax with 1200 people so like and i remember like he's assembled a crew you know what i'm saying like he's like who's down to like who's down to grind who's down to like who's down to put in the work who wants to like do this who wants like without being a drama foiled or fucking not without talking a bunch of shit like i don't care like if you want to like come in and you want to do this for us and be a team and be a family and like do what like bring the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you want, if you want to, like, put the work and get in and get better, let's go and do this. If not, all right. But like, this is what we're doing, and I feel like he's like, all right, guys, you, you guys want to, you guys want to do this, and a lot of people are like, yeah, and started with them. Some people decide to do something different, but like, the biggest thing happening right now is UCW, and that's happening because that he took the ball. I remember I went to West, and he's like, hey, man. What are you doing wasting your time out there? I need you out here. And I was like, you don't need me. And he came back and <laughs> now I'm the play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody knew who I was. I was wrestling for six years and nobody nobody knew who little Bla- Cody was. And then, but within the, I've been wrestling with little play for the past like six months. And I think I'm getting a much more bigger reaction in the last six months than I have in like the last 
six years. I mean, there's no question about it. You're a hot act right now. Like, you're in demand. And it shows when you're out there putting on the performances uh, like you were tonight. So I got to ask, where did that come from then? Because obviously you weren't Little Blay. For, you haven't been Little, Little Blay for that long, but... Or, or have you? This is what I'm saying. Like, did it come from inside you somewhere? Was it something you came up with? Where did Little Blay come from? I think Little Blay is. Uh, <clears throat> you know how people say that wrestling is uh, another form of themselves, or like a uh, yeah, yeah. Personality uh, turned up to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I listen to that, like like I said, I'm right into rap music. Like I like Snack the Ripper and like Mercury's and Eminem and Mad Child and Philip Solo, all kinds of guys. You probably don't know how half. I'll be people. honest with you. The only guy that I pop for when you mentioned him was Classified. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, yeah, so that's like, obscure. For nobody. Me. It really happened to like uh, nobody. Uh, nobody listens to the type of music I. So I have a particular music taste in rap that I listen to and nobody else really likes it and so we'd be chilling in the car and I'd like put it on and nobody like wants to hear it and I'm like oh this is you like a gritty like eh, guy and like I don't know for the longest time I uh I had some things that I didn't I wasn't good at like uh I was kind of a piece <laughs> like <laughs> I remember someone said he's like I like you I just like nothing about you and <laughs> And, that's uh, a statement right that's there. That's a statement, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, I do some, like, questionable things. <laughs> so, I'm, like, but, you know, so, like, I could live when, basically, I don't got no problem living in the car. Like, when we right. go and do those tours, like, I don't got no problem living in a van. Like, there's been times where I don't know where I was staying and, like, stuff like that. It's, like, big, big things that are big deals to other people aren't really a big deal to me. So, I'm, like... You know, I have a different way of looking at things. So, like, uh, I guess I just stopped trying to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Being cool isn't cool anymore. Being an idiot is cool. So, like, and then uh, I remember Burke had mentioned it and Rex had mentioned it. I don't know if you know who Rex Atkins is, but... T-Rex? Of course I know T-Rex. Big, big boot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rex is awesome. So, like... I was looking up to those guys, and they both had, like, the same idea on it. And I was like, oh, well, you guys don't even know each other, and you're pushing towards the same thing. And then uh, there's a certain guy, if you guys don't know who he is, I don't need to say his name, but uh, <laughs> who was, like, kind of famous for a minute. And I was like, and somebody was like, nobody's doing that. And I was like, that could be just what we want you to do now. So, like, I kind of based it off of that, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, oh, man, it's just... Uh, you ever throw, you ever put like peanut butter on a piece of bread and throw it at a wall and then put mayonnaise on a piece of bread and throw it at a wall and then put marmalade on a piece of bread and throw it at a wall and then put mustard on a piece of bread and throw it on the wall and then you take all those pieces of bread off and you look at the wall and that's a little blay. That may be the most brilliant description of uh, of Little Blay I've ever heard. I love it. I got to ask about uh, doing the damn dance. Did you come up with that? Where did that come from? Uh, There's many layers of, like, the damned. uh, Everything is a layer. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, we knew that, like, 
If we're gonna do it, we needed like things. We needed a hair. We needed face tattoos. We needed a song. We needed the gear. Uh, the Uggs. When I was rocking the Uggs, and one of the other things was I was like, I need a dance. I was already doing a dance. Like, it was called the. Uh, it was like it was like a little shuffle. I was doing. I was. It was called uh, the the Devin Chittick or something like. No, no, no. I don't know what I was calling. I was just like. <laughs> Pointing at my like crotch and I like skip back and like people who know the dance can like do it right now. <laughs> so like I was already doing my own kind of dance and uh, so uh, so I wasn't sure what I was like gonna do with it. Like I didn't. I tried to do it in a match once and it didn't work. So I was like, mm. and then there's an interview with Tyson Dukes and he's going off about. Him and Kevin Steen were had a show, and Dukes was on the show, and Steen wasn't. Don't quote me on this, because like it's just I can't remember exact interview. And Steen was like, "Why is Tyson Dukes on the show, and I'm not?" And then Dukes like did some kind of dance, and he's like, "Oh, that's why he's on the show." Like, and I was like, "Oh, so I need to dance." <laughs> so then. Uh, for l- listeners who are listening to this and nodding their head and smiling, they know exactly what you're talking about when you say the Duke's dance. They know. I don't. It's I've legendary. never seen it. I've never seen it. I'll try to find some footage when we're done. After someone, here. someone described it to me, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Like I can picture it, but I've actually never seen it. So, like, I can do a really bad version of it for you once we're done. It's <laughs> the like, podcast. It's, it's, he said it's the Running Man. We're like, yeah, he like he like opens his his arms like wings and oh, I asked him awesome. to do it to me, do it for me, and he said no. Yeah, well, he said that he can't do it anymore because of his neck, but I just don't think he. <laughs> does. I, I honestly, I think he's too big to do it now. The guy has gotten so jacked up since those days. I just don't think he's he can suplex me on the floor, but he can't do, do a dance. God that's, damn it! <laughs> I think that's what it is. The guy's just so massive now. Um, so that's kind of where it started the inf- the inspiration at least the the idea yeah. of like hey this guy dances and it gets over let's try this and I seen it in a music video <laughs> okay and then uh, me and my homie Masha were on tour again with Rex or whatever and we stayed up for like must have been like three hours trying to like get this the dance that I do the damn dance <laughs> now and then the damn dance how the damn dance it was I was wrestling Algin. And uh, I was I was telling him to do the dance. He's like, no, I'm not doing the dance. I was like, do the dance. He's like, I'm not doing the dance. And I was like, Mike, do the damn dance. And then like somebody ha- new Scott clipped it, and it was like he was like, do the damn dance. And I was like, do the damn dance. <laughs> And the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, now everybody's doing the damn dance. All right, Lil Blake, uh, we know we can find you on YouTube. Your uh, your singles on YouTube. Yeah. Where else can people find you online? You can find me at <clears throat> Twitter at LittleBlay96. You can find me on Instagram at LittleBlay96. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got a Facebook page, too. It's just LittleBlay. There's no 96 on what? the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens. It's the best. Anything else you want to promote, talk about, say, before we wrap things up here today, man? Uh, yeah, let me pull up my calendar so I can tell you guys. Yeah, oh. please. Promote your, your shows. What's What you got upcoming, man? Um, Do that calendar thing. <clears throat> you can see me this weekend uh, in Quebec 
for NSPW. And then next weekend, you can see me in New Brunswick for UCW and Riverview. And then on September 28th, you can see me uh, for Russell, Nova Scotia in Nova Scotia. And that's three different provinces right there. And then October 5th, you can see me in Vermont for ETWA. And then on October 12th, you can see me in Maine for Pro Wrestling Takeover. And then on October 18th, UCW is running in New Brunswick. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where in New Brunswick right now, but... uh, well, they could follow you on social media. I'm sure you'll be letting people know on there, too. Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> there you go. I will so, be posting the poster. Little Blake going international, man. Going down to the States and stuff, too, which well, is awesome. I've already been to the States. Well, but I'm saying that's great. That's what I'm saying. I know. I love I'm the happy States. happy about it. Thank you, buddy. Hey, thank you for coming on, man. This was awesome. I love this. This was a great interview. Thank oh, you so much. I love just shooting this now. Hey, this is a commercial for Patreon.com slash WrestleMediaCA where you can get early access to episodes of your favorite WrestleMedia shows, get full uncut and uncensored versions of your favorite shows, and more. Don't want to hear this commercial on your podcast anymore? Sign up at our main event tier and get these episodes ad-free. Want to hear your own commercial here instead of ours? We've got tiers for that, too. Visit patreon.com slash WrestleMediaCA and join the WrestleMedia revolution today. Well, there there you have it. One of the most interesting interviews that I've ever done on this show um, the guy is just making waves and headlines everywhere that he goes right now. He is without question, a hot commodity in pro wrestling. And after talking to him, I I can see why the, the kid has got such a unique perspective on life and doing things. I will be very interested to follow him over the next few years and see where he ends up because I, I see nothing but big things for little Blay. So yeah, uh, if you get a chance to see him while he's doing his tour in Ontario right now, Go check him out. See him at one of the many dates that he listed on there, some of which are upcoming, some of which, uh, you know, may be in the past. Depends on what time you're listening to this. If you're a Patreon subscriber, well, then you're listening to this early on Wednesdays. And if not, then you're probably listening to this on a Friday. I'm sure you still have chances to go check him out, though. What a story he has uh, and what stories, Matt, you and I will tell coming up in the patron portion of the show. Give them a little preview, Matt. What's some of the stuff that you wanted to talk about in our patron portion this week? There's a new war happening, and it's not between a fiend and a beast slayer. Well, it's I mean, between, there kind of well, is, and we we're, we're going to talk well, about that. <laughs> but, but, but that's not really a war. That's just kind of uh, two guys not liking each other very much at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There is a new war brewing between two companies... And it can either be over very quickly, it could be a a new a new clash that takes over the wrestling world, or it's just being blown completely out of proportion. But we're gonna talk a little bit about AW versus NXT. 
I want to talk a little bit about that Fiend and the Beast Slayer coming out of it and whether or not it's a good idea to be giving us this match right now. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, that's fine. Save it. All of our patrons are going to get to hear that momentarily. All of you who are listening for free, you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash WrestleMediaCA. Put a few ducats in the bucket to get a little bit more. Um, Matt, that was a great interview. Uh, I've enjoyed ch- chatting with you this week. Uh, I can't wait to talk more on the patron portion. In the meantime... If you can't put a few ducats in the bucket, please share this podcast and be our own personal Dave Meltzer. If you listen on Apple, iTunes, uh, give us a five-star rating and a positive review. We would love that. Uh, Matt, anything else to say before we throw it over to the patron portion? Just tell us what you think. Do you like the interviews? Is there someone out there who you think we should reach out to? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, let us know who you want to hear us talk to. I don't know if they'll give us the time of day. You'd be amazed at how many people I message on these things and they just like ignore me completely or they're like, you stink. I'm not going to go on your show, to which I say that's a completely fair analysis, man. That's okay. I I get it. Clearly, no one has run down their street yelling, watch or listen to (laughs) listen to the Rasmussen show yet. And uh, you need to start doing that, everybody. Uh, But until you start doing that, uh, you listened and we appreciate that. So we're going to say goodbye and say thank you to all of you who listen to us for free. For those of you who put a few ducks in the bucket, your half is coming up in just a moment. Until then, though, thanks again for listening. And on behalf of Wrestle Media for The Wrestling Show, I'm at Adam Conta. That's at Matthew Sukram. And you know what to do. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat, and do the damn dance. This has been a presentation of Wrestle Media, where everything is wrestling and wrestling is everything.